Welcome to TLDM, Evangelistic Media Network. We are a 501c3 nonprofit parachurch organization located in Atlanta, Georgia. I'm your host, Dr. Driver. Join me in this episode of Sharing the Word. It's an honor. It is really a privilege to be able to talk about Bible topics that really affect the believer today. To talk about things that God wants us to know so we can live a holy life for his glory. And now here we are in a year of 2022. 2021 went by really fast. I gotta be honest with you, I never thought it would go that fast, but it went really fast. And rightly so, because we've been dealing with a lot of restrictions in our country. We dealt with shutdowns, we dealt with different approaches to get vaccinated, to go to and fro all over our state and our country. So we can be safe. But one of the things that I've learned during 2021 that I wanna bring into this discussion of 2022 is that what did this pandemic teach me or teach you about serving God? A couple of things came to mind. Number one, since church was closed, I wanted to have fellowship. So I found fellowship through Zoom meetings, sometimes through a Duo or FaceTime, because we need to have some form of fellowship. So that was number one I had to deal with, is how do you visit people? How do you share with someone that you can't just get in your car and drive over and see anymore because people are worried about catching the COVID? The second thing I learned is even while in your home, do you spend more time watching TV or more time in the Word? Now this is important because if you're not a TV person, maybe watch maybe an hour or two a day, that's good. But what if you're a person that watches TV all the time? So you're home. Maybe you're working from home, but are you really working from home and working? Or are you working from home and watching more TV and eating more food? You know the truth. But should we be at home enjoying our time with our loved ones in the house, as well as spending quality time? Now, this is important. Spending quality time with God. Especially if you're not going to your church or your cell groups or your Bible study groups, because again, the start of the COVID thing, the pandemic thing, we, we really were shut down. So 2021 really gave me an understanding that if you're not really a person disciplined to serve the Lord and to seek his face on your own versus being at a church or being around a group of people, then how do you have a relationship with God on a personal basis? Oh, I love having fellowship. I fellowship with my wife. I fellowship with family members on the phone and talk about the Bible or my closest friends. But that intimate time though with them 
kind of shaved off a little bit of our time because of those restrictions. But the good news is it still was alive because like you, you get to watch me on this video podcast or listen to us on our radio station. So what did 2021 teach me again about my faith with God? Number one, I love the word. I love reading word. My reading of the Bible picked up exponentially. I love studying the word. I've always studied the word. Uh, I practice the biblical model of praying and reading the word, which I'll talk about more in detail in these episodes, morning, noon, and night. But in between, I'm still in the word because I don't watch much TV unless I have to. When I say have to is because I, I got to check out what's going on in the news. Or sometimes I just want to watch a decent movie, if you will. But I don't spend quality time, if you will, for my quality time being in a TV or in front of a TV. I want to spend time with my wife or any family or friends that are visiting, if that's what's allowed. But my time with God is everything. My friends, my time with God was everything. I have a prayer room, I have my study room, and I, I just say, honey, I'm just going into the prayer room. I'm just going into my studies just to get into the word. And the more time I spent in the word, the more time I spent in the word, the more time I want with God. I didn't get a chance to go out. I don't get a chance to just go shopping when I wanna go shopping or doing anything that we normally did prior to this pandemic. I don't like watching a lot of TV because nothing really is really getting me going. It doesn't really excite me. But I do love spending my quality time with God. I hope you have that same yearning to spend time with God. And hopefully before and during and after this pandemic, your time with God will be even more desirable. The second thing I learned most most of all, was having that time when you say, I want to worship God and I want to take time to worship him with prayer and fasting. So reading the word was everything, studying the word and fellowshipping with God through the word, that was everything. But then my time in prayer and fasting. There's times where I woke up at two o'clock in the morning and I was in prayer. Four o'clock in the morning, I'm in prayer. Quality time in prayer. Be a prayer warrior for God. Pray without ceasing is what the Bible tells us. But then fasting. Do you fast? If you do, how often do you fast? Now in the time of Christ, they did confront Jesus. How come your apostles are not fasting? And they, he responded, he said, the time is coming when they will fast. But when they're with me, that's a different story. If you have never experienced fasting, read the scriptures on fasting. We're going to get into some studies in the scriptures about fasting. And particularly, we're going to talk about what Jesus said, how you should fast. Then we're going to get into the Old Testament about fasting as well, particularly in Isaiah chapter 58. But I learned a lot about fasting as a young believer and a young minister in the early 80s. And as I started to learn more about the importance of fasting, I said to myself, this is really important because the flesh needs to be conquered. So unless you have a lifestyle of reading the word, praying, 
three times a day. Unless you have that, maybe, maybe if you're doing that, maybe, you'll hear the Spirit tell you, now fast and pray. Fasting is good. It's an attempt to deny self, the flesh, to get closer and to commune more with God. If you're not reading and praying three times a day, you may not be interested in fasting. But if you are interested in fasting, I recommend you fast. Now there are very types, various types of fasts that are out there. Sometimes we have to fast because of medical reasons. Sometimes we fast because we don't feel like eating. But I'm talking about a spiritual fast. The fast that Jesus talked about and warned us about, even about the Pharisees and how they fasted. It's not just about denying yourself about eating food or drinking. You can fast from various things, from watching TV to maybe speaking to even changing your diet. And we're going to talk about different examples of fasting. One of the references I'm going to use to discuss fasting comes out of a pamphlet or a booklet that I received in my ministry career in the early 90s. And this book did help and shape my regiment in prayer and fasting. These are the booklets that you can find online. It is the seven basic steps to successful fasting and prayer from Bill Brighton. Some of the things I'm going to share about this topic in fasting do come from this booklet. So give credit where credit is due and praise God for Bill Bright. Didn't receive a lot of monies and honorariums for all these different things that he put out there. He has over 50 books out there. A lot of booklets, a lot of teachings out there. Great man of God. Crusades for Christ. That's Bill Bright. And when I read this booklet, and I also learned it through my church at the time in the 90s, I wanted to teach the church as I became a person disciplined in prayer and fasting. The importance of fasting is to go closer to God. If you want to grow closer to God, fast. And there are, there are steps to fasting. So I'm going to cover a few steps that I want you to write down, jot down, that could help you, will help you, if you take it seriously. Because there's some warnings about fasting. We're going to get into those dis discussions as well. Now, this is probably going to be a four-part series. And this introduction and this discussion about fasting is very important. Because if you really want to have a close walk with God, have a lifestyle of reading the word, praying, fasting. This is very important. Now, before we get into a few steps, there are like four steps. I'm going to cover some four steps. I want to talk a little bit about it. I'm not going to read it to you. I'm just going to talk about it. Again, this is material that's out there. Um, then we're going to get into some Bible verses as well. But I came off a fast just recently. And my wife knows I fast through my walk. The Bible says not to talk and brag about it, but you can still share you fast. I do fast. If anything, I fast probably more than once or twice a month. Once a week, something, I'm fasting. I want to get closer to God. I kind of look at the Sabbath day as my fast day. 
every Sunday. If it's partial fast, half a day of fast, then, then try it. Do something that you commit to that you can say, this is unto the Lord. But my wife and I, we had a discussion because I was really being moved in the spirit to pray for our nation and pray for our families, if you will. But it was our nation and some families. And I heard in my prayer dedication time, I said, Lord, I want to fast and, and I want to know what to fast for and how long to fast and what type of fast. That's how you should start. And I heard the Spirit of God tell me, I want you to do a seven-day fast. And only eat in that seven days. Fruits and vegetables only. Nothing else. No meats. Just fruits and vegetables. Seven days. So you go, hmm, that's in the Bible. <laughs> that's in Daniel, the book of Daniel. But how I did that and, and the manner in which I did the seven-day fast was for me. My wife was moved to do a fast in that seven-day period that didn't consist of fruits and vegetables, but she did her fast. So we're both fasting. She's doing it her fast um, dedication, if you will. I'm doing mine. And the outcome of that seven-day period was spiritually enriching. We did seven. You could do three. You could do five. Whatever the Lord leads you, please listen to the Holy Spirit and fast. So you want to set your objective is number one. That's what I was trying to say. You want to set an objective. And my objective was to have a fast dedicated to God. And I want to pray either for my marriage or my family or for our nation or for my job. You see, that's setting the objective. And if you do that and set it right before God, you're going to be successful in your fast. The Holy Spirit gives you the objective and guidance. Remember, I said earlier, if you're praying three times a day with your word, reading your word three times a day, you're going to hear God's voice. But when it comes to fasting, you want to do it correctly. You want to do it right. You want to do it unto the Lord. So number one, you want to set an objective, okay? Number two, make a solid commitment to do your fast. Now, when I said to my wife, honey, I have to share this with you. Uh, please don't cook for me. Uh, I'm committed to do a seven-day fast, and the only thing I'm going to eat during the seven days is only fruits and vegetables. No meats, no breads, no desserts. Nothing like that, just fruits and vegetables. And I said, similar to the book of Daniel. And she goes, oh, okay. Now, I didn't ask her to do the fast that I'm about to do, but I made my commitment to do the fast on a certain day or a certain day of the week, starting, say, on a Monday and ending, say, Sunday night. That's what, that's what I did. You can set the same commitment. You want to be successful in your fast. Set your objective, number one. Be committed to it, number two. You don't want to fail at all when it comes to doing a fast, okay? So I want you to be encouraged that you can shoot for a short window, be committed to it, and, and then set a plan to do another fast. But the more you commit to the Lord on anything you're doing, you will be successful. Number three, 
This is very important, okay? Prepare yourself spiritually to do a fast. Now, a fast is a communion with God. You're depriving the flesh. Listen to me. You're, you're depriving the flesh so that the spirit is now heightened and more elevated, more alert, more aroused while the flesh is put down. So you want to prepare yourself spiritually. And preparing spiritually is to make sure that when you're praying, that's why praying three times a day is important. Because you can start your day and say, Lord, I thank you, God, for your loving kindness. I thank you, Lord God, for your faithfulness. Good morning, Lord. Pray the holy name of Jesus. Get into the word, have your prayer reading, and start your day. But during the day, you're going to think some things and do some things that you're not proud of. That's why it's important to always confess your sins before God. 1 John 1, verses 7 through 9. Or confess your sins one to another and pray for each other so that you may be healed. So noontime prayer is important. There's times I get in my noontime prayer and I'm saying, Lord, I am so sorry. I said this, I did this. Or I thought this. And I feel the Holy Spirit. Bring in comfort because the blood of Jesus cleanses me from sins. Amen. So you want to set yourself up spiritually to do this fast. Read the word more. Read the word more. Look, fasting is depriving the flesh. And if you're depriving the flesh, the flesh is going to scream. It's going to yell at you and say, hey, I want to eat. <laughs> you're going to say, sorry, I'm spiritually in tune with God. So when you prepare spiritually, you have to think how Jesus even went through the wilderness and he had 40 days without eating. Then the devil comes. I mean, you got to look at this. The devil comes and tempts him with everything. He even told him to change the stone into bread. And Jesus says in Matthew chapter 4, verse 4, this is important why you have to prep. <laughs> Read the word. Man does not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. When you're in that spiritual prep for a fast, just know the enemy is going to be around the corner waiting to trip you up. So spiritual preparation is everything. Don't hold any bitterness. Don't hold any unforgiveness in your life. Always think about your spiritual walk with God. You can do that and you'll be good. The fourth thing, the fourth, the very, this is important too. You already prepared spiritually. Now you need to prepare physically for a fast. Now, I recommend if you're going to do a long fast, if you're not eating healthy as a routine, but you're now spiritually, you want to be more mature in Christ, you want to be spiritually uh, alert and awakened, you want to have the Holy Ghost speak to you more, then you prepare yourself, yourself spiritually. Dive into the word more, pray more, worship God more. But preparing physically is just as important. If you know you can handle one day without eating, then say, Lord, I dedicate this fast. And I'm not going to eat the whole day, but just drink liquids. There's no dietary rule book, listen to me, about fasting. There is no, 
you have to only always do this because then it's then you're not doing it to for God. You're not doing it for you and God. You, you can't just follow a playbook and say, I will do this on a fast because that's what they did in the old days. <laughs> so preparing physically is important. Maybe exercise. Start eating healthy before you become more of a person who wants to deprive your flesh of eating. Consult. Listen to me carefully. Consult your physician. Let them know you want to have a spiritual walk that includes fasting and you need to make sure that your dietary um, intake is conducive for you to abstain for a season or a time period for fasting. Just do that. All right, so we covered that. So we already got first step is obviously to set an objective. Then two, you wanna be committed. And three, you wanna spiritually be prepared and then also physically prepared. Now that's very important. These four steps are very important, okay? Now, the fifth step, which I wanna share, is put everything in a schedule. Now I told my wife, everything we do in our house is based on time and numbers. Now in the military, I served 27 years in the military, so you gotta play this out for me. 0600, <laughs> 0800, 0900, it's, everything's in time. You have a muster at this time, the plan of the day is read. I kind of do the same things in our house today. My wife normally gets up earlier <laughs> because we have a pet, we have a dog. And I get it, she gets up a little bit early because dogs get a little antsy at different times of the morning. But she'll get up early and, and take care of that. But we get up on a routine time clock. Between 0700 to 0800, we're up and we're starting our day. And I would tell you, if you're going to now start your fast, you want to be on schedule as well. Because in your normal routine, you eat pretty much any time throughout the process. You can say you have your breakfast, your lunch, your dinner, your snack in between. But when it comes to fasting, you want to be in a different schedule. You want to say, I dedicate, say, Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday for your fast. I put a three-day here. And normally on those days, you're eating and doing the following. You're maybe working here and going here. If you really have that kind of a fast where you're just going to keep working and doing your routine, and you're saying you're not going to eat, you're going to, you're going to struggle. Because that will be the time where temptation will come. Eat different. People are going to invite you to lunch. People are going to try to get you to eat something. You, you, you're going to say, whoa, I can't eat. <laughs> I'm fasting. Be careful. So you want to set a schedule that it does not interrupt. Listen to me. This is very important. Does not interrupt your schedule of fast. Don't create a schedule of fasting that's consistent with your normal routine schedule. Create your schedule that is conducive for your fast. Now, if you have to go to work versus taking time off, then dedicate in your schedule your fast on a weekend. This, this is very important, my friends. You want to be successful. You don't want to do a fast to where your work schedule or your normal routine will interrupt your time in prayer, in reading the word, in worshiping God during your fast period. The whole purpose of fasting it's not to say, look at me, I abstain from food. It's to commune and talk and listen to God. 
This is very important about fasting. Okay. Now, before we get into any more um, meat of fasting, the warnings of, of fasting as well, we're going to stop at this episode based on our time. And we're going to continue in our next episode on the importance of fasting. My friends, fasting should be part of your regiment or part of your discipline or part of your routine. Fasting is good. Prayer is good. Reading the word is good. Worshiping God is good. Communion, having the Holy Communion in your schedule. We're going to be talking about that. How to incorporate reading the Bible, praying three times a day. Pray without ceasing, pray anytime you want. But I'm saying reading the word three times a day with prayer. And now you have a schedule. You know, morning, noon, and night, you read the word and pray. You can pray anytime. Yes, do that. I, I recommend get a calendar every hour on the hour. Stop and pray and thank God for your day. But praying three times a day and having the word, reading the word three times a day is very important for your walk. Learning how to incorporate fasting will set you up to be able to say no to the devil and yes to God. Let me close what Jesus said to his apostles. And we'll talk about this in our next episode. Jesus' apostles were trying to cast out uh, a bad spirit on this young boy. And the crowd was upset that they couldn't do it. Jesus shows up and they said, uh, you know, how, how, how come, you know, the, the apostles couldn't do it? The apostles, well, yeah, how come we couldn't do this? Kind of taking the story differently here, but watch, the point makes sense. Jesus was upset that they had lack of faith. Then he tells his apostles, this kind of spirit, this kind of demonic activity can only come out through fasting and praying. We're missing out on a lot of deliverances in our church, in the Christian, in the Christian circles, in the Christian world, because we don't fast and pray enough. Deprive the flesh the impulsivity of gimme, 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 deprive that and say, God, I want more of you. I want to hear more of you. So let me put the flesh down to hear you so I can do more for your name and for your glory. Think about that, my friends, and we'll learn to be successful and say no to the devil when he comes and tempts us, like in Matthew chapter 4. Join me again on our next episode of Sharing the Word on the importance of fasting.